This episode is brought to you by the homie Tristan Walker and Bevel, the first and only shaving system designed specifically for coarse curly hair and sensitive skin. Step up your shave game and say goodbye to the razor bumps. I'm going to be talking a lot about these guys later in the episode, but for now, let me just say this. Check out GetBevel.com today. Use code TAX to get 20% off your first month at GetBevel.com. That's G-E-T-B-E-V-E-L.com. GetBevel.com. Yo, say hello to the bad guy. Tax season, episode 24. I'm sitting here in the building with the ghost. Yo, yo, yo. Styles P. D-Block. Styles Panero. D-Block. L-O-X. Yes, sir. Yonkers veteran. Yonkers native. Yes, sir. What's good, Styles P, what's going on? Yo, I want to start off with this, man. How was it growing up in the 80s in Yonkers for you? Rough. I guess that would be the word to capitalize it. Rough, but great. Rough, but great, you know. Yonkers is like a mixture between a town and a city. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like a, um, it's a big place, but actually the ghetto is not big. Like the, you know, South Yonkers, heart of it, you know, from the square. If you, like 10 blocks each direction from the square, it's basically the ghetto. Yeah. To put it in short terms, you know what I mean? So, um, you got a lot of working class people, blue collar people, mm-hmm. got a lot of stone cold criminals, other part of town, you got a lot of white collar people, you know what I mean? A lot goes on in that place. A lot of drugs? Of course. That's in every ghetto. Yeah, hey, I always tell- I That's always, in every ghetto. The Yonkers is like, Yonkers is like the suburbs of the Bronx to me, because it's like- Nah. Yeah. We different. All the way. Nah. Yeah. Y'all use dust. <laughs> like the Bronx. Y'all Brooklyn niggas use dust too. Not like that. Nah, like, nah, y'all not like that. Y'all Brooklyn. people probably use dust more than Bronx people to keep it on it. I'm going to keep it a buck. The, the, the places on the outskirts, because like, like, for instance, in New York City, Staten Island, dust. Yeah. Long Definitely. Island, dust. Definitely. The Bronx, Dust it depends Harlem. on the caliber of dude you're dealing with, though, in Yonkers. Like, mm-hmm. It's like different sorts of dudes. Like, you know what I mean? You got your dust heads. Then you got your straight pothead hustlers. Mm-hmm. Then you got, you might get a dude who get it in who might be on base. Or might have did dope. But still, you know, got a, you know, there's all kind of dudes there. I say Yonkers is like a, to be honest, Yonkers has like the chemistry and balance of a little bit of everywhere. Mm-hmm. But we just be on our own shit. You know what I mean? Like, um, it's close. Like, everybody's close. Like, you can't really... If you're in the ghetto, you know everybody in the ghetto's business. It's just, yeah. That's just off top. If you, like... Like, when you live in a borough, like, the difference between... Uh, even in the Bronx. Like, if you live in the Bronx, Bronx is big. Brooklyn's big. Queens. You know, most of the boroughs is big. And y'all, because if you got beef with somebody, there's really no ducking them. Like, you're going to have to handle that or they're going to see you. It's no, like... Everybody in the ghetto is going to see everybody. Yeah. Like you're going to go to a club. You're going to go somewhere out. You're going to go to eat. And you're going to see your man, your opponent, whoever it is. So I think that makes us smarter and stupider at the same time. Like You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's like a mixture of both. So I always tell people in the hood, I'm like, man, what you got to do? You want you want to bump into a motherfucker, just frequent the supermarket, the mm-hmm. store. You know what I mean? It's certain places that they have yeah. to go, and they're not going to go all the way out of their proximity in order to buy it like a smart person would. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
they just going they going they going to take the shortcut and say no nah, that's the problem right like that's the problem with a lot of dudes like I, I mean i don't promote any kind of violence or beef mm-hmm. whatsoever in okay. any shape fashion or form young fella okay so in case you happen <laughs> to bump into that you have to switch your routine like you know what i'm saying dudes like ego and pride get in their way of being smart like the smartest thing to do is not get hit mm-hmm. it's the smartest thing to do but dudes always let their ego and pride get them hurt and um Styles, Come from a place that shouldn't. Styles just got some reefer delivered to the studio. That's what you hear crumpling up in the background. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. <laughs> yes, I did. He's now examining the nuggets. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. <laughs> I'm going to tuck this. Pardon me. Yeah. <laughs> Back to it. I hope y'all ain't get the dude in the transaction. <laughs> he just gave me some love, man. That's all. We can't yeah, light up in here, right? Nah, not this right, studio, that's cool, man. That's cool, that's cool. Shit's fucked up. Nah, we cool. Let's let's get it done. We could. Oh, nah, it up. I got to drive it down there, but let's get let's <laughs> let's get some in, then we get it. Um, um, when did, wh- what did you want to be growing up? All type of shit. I I wanted to be involved in films heavily. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, definitely wanted to be a director, producer. I definitely wanted to be a rapper. Mm-hmm. All the way. I think at some point in my life I wanted to be an architect or some shit like that. When did you fully decide that you wanted to be a rapper though? Like, I think I, I think I knew early. I think I knew I wanted to be a rapper like a seven or nine. To be honest with you, who was your favorite rappers during those times? Back then, my first favorite favorite rappers, and I wasn't seven or nine, but I think everybody's first favorite rapper from my my era is is Run DMC and LL first, of course, mm-hmm. and then I think as life got start changing for me like the junior high era and all of that i, I became heavy on cool g rap mm-hmm. rock him cool. and um krs like mm-hmm. like i mean heavy heavy and many others jungle brothers public enemy mm-hmm. ultra magnetic lord finesse special ed yeah um the list goes on because as an mc you got to study mcs like you know what i'm saying yeah i fortunate for my mom she always brought me to the library i, I always had a love of words reading books and yeah me too um i kind of knew that was a way out too like you know what i'm saying i the first person i wanted to be he kind of wasn't a rapper it was lee from beach street <laughs> like you know what i'm saying that was probably yeah. the first person i think i actually his whole style to me was like amazing like i was like oh my lord look at this pumas this windbreaker yeah he was crazy like lee from beach street inspired me i knew i wanted to be involved at what, what I mean? at, at what point at what point did you realize why, why you were like rapping, you know, and shit like that that it was about to get serious? Like what point did you know that your life was about to change as far as rapping goes? Well, I think I went I think I was about 18 or 19 and I went and did um I went and did a county bid for possession of a firearm and I had some other charges pending. Then I um I went to school in there. I went to school in real school, but I I didn't I didn't get my high school. Di- this is a long story, but I'm gonna put it sh- put it real short. I ain't get my high school diploma because I never went to Med Tech three, but I passed every class, passed every test, did everything. But I never went to this one class. Like I mean, I didn't even go there ever. Mm-hmm. Maybe like four times, six times, maybe out the year tops. So I passed everything, but I didn't I didn't get to walk the stage because then I didn't get my diploma because of Med Tech three. So I end up going to the county for a pistol. Then when I was in the county, I ended up taking um going to school. They gave me a GED test. I had like three or four wrong or some shit. 
Then I ended up going to you know school and gym. I took the real test mm-hmm. and passed it, but I still wanted to go to school. Like I didn't want to just be sitting, you know, in the joint doing nothing. So um, I was like, yo, I spoke to the teacher. I was like, you think it's a way I could actually get my high school diploma? Like besides my GED, like I want, you know, I just failed one class. Do you think you could get to school to send that? And funny thing, at the time, my teacher in jail, his name is Ray Copeland. He actually became DMX manager. Mm-hmm later on in life so ray actually held me down i got to get my diploma and all of that shit and then when i came home she can kiss was popping i mean it was they was always professional she can kiss was more i was more like um they was more like epmd and i was like k solo like you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah 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 or the thing they was like i was good outside but them niggas was professional business wise they, they was doing wise like all the way around like so you know, I, I I knew I knew Sheik from junior high. I I knew of Kiss from junior high, but I knew him in high school. Like, and we was thick as thieves. And I started like pick, they started showing me like how to do it in the studio mm-hmm. and get everything. And then I remember I came home and um, D from CEO of Rough Riders at that time became my manager and all of that. And things was just going crazy. And I was like, yo, it's about to really really pop. Like it's gonna go it's gonna go crazy. Cause before I went to jail when we was in twelfth grade. Had a place, a job at this place called Odd Job, and we, I stole all the tapes, like all the TDKs from that shit, like boxes and boxes, and we, we had our demo, and we used to give out our demo and sell it around the town. Yeah. So we was kind of independent even before we was kind of even in the game. So I had that feeling, but when I got home, it was more like the hunger, the hunger and the fire, and she can kiss hours. It, it was, it was too crazy, and it was just. Um, do you remember the first rap you ever wrote? Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. Yeah, I figured that. I can't even remember that. I figured that. I said, motherfucker, don't remember that shit. Nah, Niggas forget the same, the first chick they ever fuck sometimes. I know I do. <laughs> it gets so real. I didn't forgot you, so you know life is real. So it's I, hard, because you, rhymes, you get a, you got a lot of them on your mind when you're a rhymer. Mm-hmm. That's that's all you. you What's you your process of writing? Like, how do you do? You just go in of raw emotion, or do you like come up with an idea for raw a song? Emotion, like, like I tell people like this. Like, I hate I I hate to really talk about it because it's like I tell people mine is really not from a bragging standpoint. Mm-hmm. I actually can't write a rhyme. Like, you know what I mean? For some reason, it's like I would keep erasing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's kind of easier for me to just say something in my head and say it over and over. So you just have you're to lay overthinker. So you'll yeah, think, it's, write it's it. A feel, it's a feeling. Like, with me, it's a feeling. And it's easier for me to do that. Like, you know what I mean? It'd be like looking at your shirt Saturday, Saturday, mm-hmm. Saturday, 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 put the bat away. Niggas got the gat away. Mm-hmm. Homie went to Saints a lot of days. Pat a deal, pat away. Then, like you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. it just be that process over and over while I'm smoking. I my process is I definitely need to smoke. I need a dark room. You know what I'm saying. Um, if I got people around me, it got to be like, like real my real real homies, family or friends. Mm-hmm. Like in my sessions, other people's sessions, it doesn't bother me. Like yeah. whatever floats your boat. But I just like to have a vibe, I, mainly a dark vibe, dark room, weed, and um, pretty much go off the feeling. Like I don't. I don't, like, whatever the beat's telling me, I'm, like, smoking, I'm sitting there, the room's dark, I'm going to listen to the beat, and I'm kind of saying back to y'all how I feel inside, but what the beat is saying to me, or causing me to say, like, you know what I'm saying? So, I don't know, it's not like I have a plan, like, today I'm making some gangster shit, 
once in a while it is that like today I'm gonna go fuck niggas up like yeah. if that's the you know that's the mode but most of the time it's like get to the lab smoke play the beats and then the one that's talking to you you hear it zone out smoke get the room dark and you know mm-hmm. get in touch with your deeper self and then say what the beat is kind of making me say mm-hmm. you know or think or saying to me that's pretty much my process every go around describe describe your first year on Bad Boy Records. What was like your first introduction? Let's In- before your first year. Let's just get Woo! into the introduction. What was the introduction the inter- of the- meeting Bad Boy and P. Diddy and everybody from I that think camp? On, our introduction was Mar- Mary was on tour. Like I told you about the the the, the tapes I stole from Odd Job mm-hmm. and that we made the demo and was giving them out, selling them, doing all kind of thing. Mary was on tour with Puff at the time. And um, she was playing the tape, and he heard us. And then I remember um, Kiss D and Sheik and somebody else telling me, like, um, Puff heard our shit. He like us. Mm-hmm. He like what he heard, but we got to go meet the nigga and rhyme in front of him. Like, you know what I'm saying? It was actually not music playing. We had to actually rhyme in front of the nigga. Yeah. And I just remember us being, like, hungry. That's what we did any anyway, like, every day. Like, this one, um, these days, battle rap ain't what it wasn't what it is now like you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like a battle rap is basically i'm from yonkers i'm from i'm from d block 354 i don't know who the fuck i got a battle i don't know his name i don't know his history i don't know his baby mama i don't know if he dressed fucked up i just gotta have more bars and harder bars than him wherever i go anywhere i go somebody's got bars so it was more on that note so we always was prepared on the spot to just drop you know drop drop bars and um I, I think I want to say we was in Puff's office. I, I can't remember if it was the studio or office, mm-hmm. but I know we was fucking flowing, and he was feeling us. And then this is what I want to really say it was honestly this one. I was like, "Fuck, holy shit, fuck years yeah, on." Mm-hmm. I remember me and Big, like you know what I'm saying, and Puff telling Big Big about us, and we rhyming for Big, and Big was like, "Yo." Y'all motherfuckers rhyme. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then Big always telling us, yo, come rhyme. These niggas MC. Because it was like for us, like Big Big literally was the the king of New York. Like, you know what I'm saying? He was yeah. Frank White. Like, we wasn't coming from a position of of people. We, we was coming from street niggas trying to make it. We was coming from drug dealers, yeah. nine to five niggas, whatever the fuck we got to do to make a dollar, but still trying to make it. So it wasn't really, the dream wasn't, it was attainable, but far away, if you know what I mean. Like, yeah. you, don't, you don't see yourself there. And then to be on Bad Boy, that's like being on the Chicago Bulls, my nigga. Hell yeah. With Frank shit. White saying, y'all motherfuckers is nice. Like, yeah. big, he didn't have to embrace us. The like, Chicago you know what I'm saying? Bulls. He, didn't, he didn't have to embrace us. And I was like, oh shit, because not to be funny and not, not like to be on some real shit, like, people think it's a joke, but like, honestly, I feel personally like, Big is the only rapper in my mind that's better than me. Like you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? That I would give it up give it up to. And and this is why I tell you why. Like from a from an MC standpoint, mm-hmm. he had a, a a round game. Like you know what I'm saying? He 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 was like a, a triple double nigga every night. Like yeah, like man. there's some people who you could say is nice in two or three categories. I put me in that example. Mm-hmm. I'm I'll give you some I'll give you the fucking top of the line elite gangster shit. Mm-hmm. And I give you some top of the line elite conscious shit. Then I'm I'm gonna give you some top of the line elite smoke shit. 
The buck stops there. I'm not giving you top of the line bitch raps about bitches and money yeah. and being the flyest nigga yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Niggas know what they looking king, for when they go turn styles for. on. Like, so is every rapper you you know you got, like, you, you could say, ho is fly, witty, slick. Mm-hmm. Fab, fly, witty, slick. This and that, put it together, say some hard shit. I felt like Big was the only one out of out of all the elite at this time that could do a song with Total, Bone Thugs, us, anybody from any kind of yeah. standpoint, a fucking commercial, uh, a uh, uh, things. He was just he was giving it giving what, it up what, on all. What was ways. it like? What was it like working with Big? Incredible, because he was a class act. He was a classy gangster. Mm-hmm. And a gentleman, like you know what I'm saying. He was a classy, he like he was a good fellow. He was a fucking mobster. He's the, he's the meaning of what, of what, what motherfuckers pretend to be and want to be and act like they are and this picture they portray mm-hmm. and all of that. I think he, I think he, I think he, he captured it because I, I and not not I don't mean just music wise. I I mean from the essence of how he carried himself. Like mm-hmm. big fuck with us, right? He was cool. He loved us. He loved how we rap and all of that. Now, when we would come to Bad Boy, you know, we three different niggas. So we all got one big crew, but we all got homeboys, too. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Big embraced our whole crew and each and every one of our homeboys yeah. as if they was us. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If he passed the blunt around, he told you to roll up. He, You roll up, you roll up, you roll up, roll up. Let's all get high. Mm-hmm. He said, what's up to my homeboy, my homie? How he said what's up to me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he treated yeah. with him with the same respect. So that showed me a lot as far as what type of background he had to have come from or where he was headed. Yeah. With himself. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because it's, it's a lot of it's a lot of funny it's shit funny in the rap It's funny that you game. say that because I had that discussion with, with somebody before because, like, this girl, she had, like, disrespected this crackhead chick that I knew for years. And... I had to check her, like, yo, what the fuck wrong with you? Like, you wilding on Vanessa like that? And then she, like, she a crackhead. And I'm like, bitch, what? Like, what does that mean? And she didn't understand. I was like, listen, man, you treat everybody the same. Word. Until yeah. they display themselves to not be treated the same. Until they hand you calls for different. Exactly. And because it's like, I always tell people, just because she used drugs don't mean she have morals, codes. You know, this lady used to wash dude's clothes for years never yeah. stole an item yeah. could have been took the three laundry bags and and sold your shit and then it's kind of what's funny is me and my actually me and my wife was just talking about that last night you can't judge a, a person's habit when you got a habit too like you know what i'm saying mm. they habit might be a little more dangerous than yours might yeah. cause my more vitality you know what i mean get 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 you to the end of the road faster but a habit's a habit yeah like i'm not gonna judge a crackhead because i'm a fucking pothead like who the fuck am i exactly i light up probably more pot than a crackhead <laughs> lights up crack like you know what i'm saying so yeah. it's just not a, a, a dangerous i'm just smoking plants and he's smoking drugs you speak of your um your wife i remember you tweeted before you had the anniversary yeah got a long time in the and- dub 20 year anniversary between mm-hmm. him and his wife and I was like wow nigga <laughs> like I was like holy shit cause like you know you might love a girl you know wanted to be a wife but you always think like 20 years 10 years <laughs> like would that ever be you dig what I'm saying so when I see him put up 20 years I said how the fuck did you survive 20 years of marriage Word. through 
you being you, a rapper, your lifestyle, whatever her lifestyle might have been, how did y'all keep that shit together? Love, kid. I, I, I would say love is the best thing in common interests and goals. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm. When you, especially when you're in this game, like I always tell dudes, like, when you're in a fast life, that's exactly what it is, my G. Mm. The fast life. It's called the fast life for a reason. But, like, I'm a firm believer in family, like, before before anything. Like, you know, I, I would say family's my number one goal with everything. Like, if you're a brother of mine, you're a close friend, you're family to me. Like, I don't really even really have friends. You're a brother. Mm -hmm. After a while, you're a good friend. You're a brother. Mm -hmm. Everything, I, I think, with not just me, I think with LOXD block period is kind of, like, family-based. So when you got somebody you know going to ride with you and you've been through some hard times, like, a, a bitch is going to leave you when you fucked up. Mm-hmm. A lady gonna clean you up and point you in a direction when you fucked up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's like a, fact. a bitch will turn a, a bitch will turn her back on you. A lady will lift you up. You know what I'm saying? You gotta you gotta say, I, I came to the conclusion that this is somebody that's good for me when I'm fucked up. And that's that's gonna ride with me when I'm fucked up. And I know I really couldn't find that too often. This was somebody when I was ignorant, you know, tried to get me to not be ignorant, but was willing. You know, if I was in certain spots and it needed to be in the purse, it would be in the purse until it was a point where it was like, nigga, it ain't in the purse no more. It ain't on you no more, neither. We got to we gotta do what we got to do. So you got to have somebody that's in your best interest yeah. and that could tell you shit that you don't see for yourself. Like, you know what I'm saying? But it got to be cool. You know what I'm saying? If you can't rub feet at the end of the night, like, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? If you can't shit in front of them, talk with a stink breath. If you don't think they're gonna be there when it's when through the bad good whatever, then they actually ain't worth it. I don't suggest it. I don't yeah. suggest it unless you got that absolute rider that you can count on. Yeah, you know I'm that I'm that dude that'll give you mad test. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I will I will create a situation. It will purely be created, and I'm gonna admit this. It will purely be created in order to see if you can survive through it. Or would you ride through it? I mean, you know that's what I mean? your test. That's the test because you give. I feel like you have to, because like you know, a person like me, you know, I, I went to prison and I didn't, I didn't have all the girls that I had when I went to prison. You know what I mean? That I had when I was out. It woke me up because you know, when you out, you think that you know, people tell you that money is everything, and money is not everything. Not at all. So. Bro. You you when that's your ideology when you outside trying to hustle you like all I need is this fucking money and I rule the world and you then you realize after you get a couple of dollars or whatever it is you still don't rule the world nah you know what I mean nah you could keep getting more money you might own a couple more people but owning them is for what because soon as you lose that lose that money you don't own them no more I'm big on you just hit it on the head though like to be honest with you most people. Like you said, it's big on money the most. Mm -hmm. I'm big on family before I'm, I'm big on money too. Don't get me fucked up. Yeah. But I'm big on family and your rapport. Cause I, I tell, I say this all the time. I've been fucked up. I've been not fucked up. I've been fucked up. I've been not fucked up. Mm -hmm. I've been fucked up. I've been not fucked up. That that's gonna happen. It's if gonna if happen. you real and you tough, you built for that, and you're gonna get out of it. Especially, I think with poor people, when we get a chance to get a dollar, we forget how resourceful we are. 
You can't forget exactly. that. If you ever been fucked up and you got a dollar, that means you have the capability yeah, I'm telling you, to do that a million times I over. I swear that's why I still buy oodles and noodles, man. <laughs> I swear to you, that's why I still buy them. I just always got to remind myself, like, have that. don't forget this shit right here. But you can't forget family. Yeah. Like, that's the most important thing. You can't forget family. Like, you know what I'm saying? In the sense of a family... I think it's where we fucked up the most, like, in our community, with a sense of family. And I don't even just mean your immediate family. I mean just the sense of family, fuck it, period. Immediate, non-immediate, your homeboy, your man. Like, can you count on a motherfucker? Can I actually count on you, my nigga? Like, can I, are you going to be there for me more beyond these bitches, the Benzes, the bottles, the gangsters with the hoes? And all of that. Like, are you going to be there when I'm all, all the way fucked up? Are you going to Yo, you be know there what it when is, I'm though, down Styles? and out? You know what it is, man. Family, my nigga. You know, I was around a group of girls um, a couple weeks ago. And I was talking my shit. And I always talk my shit about females or whatever the fuck how I see shit. And I was talking about, like, you know, the females that, that like, you know, they... They'll quit school to go bartend because they see some chick making quick money off of it because they got a fat ass or whatever the fuck might be. And I was around some girls that wasn't into none of that. And it was weird that I was because <laughs> I was like, I was like, what? Like, y'all don't understand what I'm talking about. Mm. Y'all don't understand the Chanel bags and shit that these bitches are like jump off the bridge for. Like, and they really wasn't on it. And it was so, so crazy because I said, this is where niggas fail. Within they hustling days, niggas fail because we go looking for the women. They go looking for them the 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 shit that you could provide. Man. You know what I mean? And they not looking for, they not liking you. True. For who you? For the stink breath nigga. For the nigga who you're got a, crazy a bad nigga, bladder. But you on point, man. Whatever you're, it might you're be. On point with some. I like some of your point of views, man. Nah, you know what I mean. You're I'm not all the way shit. dumb. I'm not, I don't think you're dumb at all. Nah, you, I said crazy. Crazy and dumb is like, yeah. you're just kind of ignorant. No, because I've had people. I know ignorant. I'm ignorant. I've had people, like, I've been around girls, and I say certain jokes, and then they'd be like, oh, my God, where did you find this guy? You know what I mean? And then I'll say something in the next sentence, and she'll be like, wow, that was mad intelligent. Like, And then start trying to talk, and it'd be weird, because I'd be like, how you don't get it? Like, that. They're both there. Like, for instance, you'll have the dude like Jared from Subway, who probably was mad intelligent and landing his deal with Subway and doing the weight shit and all that. But at the same time, he was um, fucking little girls and little boys. You dig what I'm saying? And his best friend owned a fat camp and was um, taping little boys in the cut. Now I say that to say this. I don't say to, I don't say that to say that I'm fucking kids or anything like that. What I'm saying is that you never know what's on the other side of that person, regardless of the the intelligence or how they might be perceived. So when you see the Bill Cosby and this intelligent dude that's been pushing black culture forward for years, quotation marks, um, you know what I mean? And then fifty women pop up and say he raped them. You like, huh? Like, that can't be possible, but it's always two sides. Always two sides. It's always two sides, and I think that's why I lean towards Styles P music so much because he always displayed two sides. It was always the gangster and the gentleman, you know what I mean? Like, balance, balance. It was, it was always two sides to it because it's, it, it usually is. It's two sides. Like, yo, I can't imagine what would come out about Bloomberg if he didn't have billions and silenced everybody already, y'all. You know what I mean? Or Giuliani, the type of shit 
shit that'll pop up about these dudes, regardless of, you know, the the perception that they put out that they want to bring the yeah. city forward. And the reason I brought that up is because I was walking with Kwame Kilpatrick, the dude for, that was on um um American Idol. I think he did Detroit. He was the governor of Detroit or the mayor, and. He was this dude that had this great wholesome image, but at the same time, he was a sneaky motherfucker just trying to get bread. Now, the, the thing is, is that he might have truly been that person that really wanted to do better for the city, but at the same time, needed that extra couple dollars to satisfy that craving that he had in himself. You know what I mean? So what I what I, I say that to say this is that you can love one side of a person, but not know what's on the other side. You know what I mean? Right. And you can accept both sides or you cannot accept both sides. But at the same time, what you always got to remember is that where there's intelligence at, there's some form of ignorance. Like, nobody's going to introduce you to go, hey, I'm good looking. I'm a nice person. I'm charming. I'm intelligent. I will stab you in your fucking neck. I like fire. I like burning things. I want to electrocute you. No, who the fuck is going to introduce you themselves? Exactly. As that. Like, you and know Styles I mean? just introduced himself to New York City and the rest of the world as you can see it. Shout out Australia, Nigeria, mm-hmm. Germany, all the people that be Snapchatting me. <laughs> hey there. No, I mean, but no, you know, it's 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 comfortable. It's more comfortable to deal with a person who's gonna give you reality at its truest form. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? And that's what it is with the streets. That's why I kinda love the streets, because you always get that on the streets. Nobody really this is going to give you what the fuck, a good side and a bad side. Yeah. And you just got to take what you, you get from it and, and fucking keep it moving. Yo, early DMX stories. They say that DMX is the person that helped y'all get y'all deal with Rough Riders. No, Mary's the person. Mary? Nah, Mary is... We, he's, Rough Riders was our managers and DMX manager before they was Rough Riders. The CEOs of Rough Riders. Okay. DIY, so. While y'all was a bad boy. No, before we was on Bad Boy, oh, before okay. we was signed, yeah. before DMX was signed, mm-hmm. we was on before DMX. Like yeah. that wouldn't, that kind of wouldn't make sense if you look at the time wise. Like we dropped before DMX. No, right? I do know that. You know what I mean? So, no, what helped us get our deal is actually Mary J. Blige giving out demo to Puff. Oh, all right. And um, at the time, DNY, the CEOs of Rough Riders, while management, management at the time. What what caused the change of heart between the relationship with Bad Boy and y'all switching over to Rough Riders and shit? I think like I that? fucked that up. That was my fault. Bro. That was you. That was my fault. <laughs> that was all our fault for me mainly. You know? Yeah. And shout out to Diddy. That's the big homie. That's my big bro. I fuck mm-hmm. with Diddy. We be chopping it up here and there mm-hmm. on a more personal level than actually hip hop. Like you know what I mean. But um. When you're young, like, this is what people don't understand about the industry. Like, you know what I'm saying? Actually, man, you had this conversation mm-hmm. off air, no, no shit. I was telling you, you got to watch what you do when you finally become in the industry and you're from the streets. Mm-hmm. That same belief system, the same code don't actually work with the streets. I've noticed. So when you're a crack dealer, right, when you're a crack dealer, you're going to go, if I sell 10,000 dimes, that's 100. You know what I'm saying? That's a hundred. It don't work like that with albums, but in your mind it does. Fuck what the contract said. Mm-hmm. These niggas just sold this amount for this amount. And that equals that amount. I'm sorry. Yeah. And I got that amount. Mm-hmm. So it kind of don't make sense to you. Like, you know what I'm saying? So you kind of, you bring block, you bring block rules 
to the industry. Yeah. And then you bring block attitude and block ways to the industry. That's what I kind of did. Because if I was smarter, like if I would have went with nerd ghosts instead of ignorant hood ghosts, I'd have figured out another way to do it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I figured I would have figured out a bit smarter way. It just didn't, I didn't like the clothes. I just didn't like, I don't know. I probably wanted the same amount of money at that time, too. I ain't like the, was, I was ignorant. Yeah, yeah, Part yeah. Part of it was a lot of me was being ignorant. But also I think the stink, because people always go, damn, LOX, this and that. We had the standard, let me repeat this, standard contract that was given to almost every artist out at our time. Mm-hmm. But to me, it was like, what the fuck? What the, this don't make sense. I don't like it. Like I don't mm-hmm. like I don't like the numbers. I don't I sold I sold stuff before. Mm-hmm. The numbers is not matching up. When you sell this much, you get this much. Even if you get jerked, you get this much. Yeah. So you kind of bring that attitude. I always had, and I, I take that that responsibility. Like I always had that attitude. But also it was like you know you just kind of want to do what you want to do. Like a lot of it was because we was ignorant and young. But also we was rebels, like you know what I'm saying. And certain shit just didn't feel right, and it feel like I remember having that discussion right, with gotta, my homeboy. You got to go with it. When I was like, "Yo, up. I think the locks. I think the locks." I said at that at that time, I said I think they was too young. You know what I mean? Yeah, we was to really know what was going on, and that took a that took a part in their decision making. You know what I mean? I don't regret the decision one bit, though. Yeah, wouldn't be who I am today without the things that happened in the past. Yeah. So I don't I don't regret it. Like, you know, we cool. We cool now. We severed all our mm-hmm. Do you feel like difference. the locks would have been off in a better place if they would have stayed with Bad Boy? Nah, I think the locks is the locks because I think what we... People... I don't know what people say when they mean by better place than that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? As, nah, because you know what it is. I mean, as compared the, to the, who? The, like, the, 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 the ideas that you have when you see Diddy is the glamorous... Cool. Everything you see the marble, you see a marble floor. Cool. Even if he not in the house, you see eight hundred maids. You cool. know what I mean? You see the maid box with the chauffeurs and whatever that, the fuck that might fits be for him. And then it was like when y'all left, when y'all left Bad Boy, and y'all went to you know what I mean Rough Riders. It was y'all went to the grungy shit, of course, the street shit. Yeah. But it seemed like everything like dispersed about the flashiness, even though that's what you know the Bad Boy was built around. Well, we wanted to, we wanted to represent what we knew. Yeah, we wanted to represent what we knew, how we grew up, what what we came doing, and I I think that I think that the thing with the locks is we know we it's hard for us to say to the average guy. Let me explain something to you. Like mm-hmm. most rappers, like let's take from let's just say ninety seven to now, has the na 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 effect. Like you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like all right, you come from where I come from. Right? Now, I can ask you, Tax, how many niggas you know right now out of your homeboys? Let's say you got 20 homeboys. How many of them right now, today or tomorrow, could get off and say, yo, I'm going to cop a Beamer right now, brand new, fully loaded, M3, M4, and up? How many of them? Out of 20. Not industry friends. One. Hood friends. One. One. (laughs) Right? Now to them same twenty dudes, fuck it. Let's let's chuck the beam out the window. Let's take it down to the Civic, my nigga. We going to the Civic dealer tomorrow, Honda dealer tomorrow. We buying fully loaded Civics. Mm-hmm. How many of them is coming with you? None. Maybe mm-hmm. one. The same person that could get the beam. Now, 
this is a this is an avenue that most rappers came from. But when you get money, it's taught that hey now I can get this beamer, motherfucker. You can't. Boom. Check this out. I got on a Rolex. You can't. Mm-hmm. Boom. Check this out. I got racks in my pocket. Mm-hmm. You can't. I got weed in my pocket. You can't. Mm-hmm. I'm living better than you. You can't. Mm-hmm. We could never do that because we wasn't raised like that. The reason why we, we don't mind all that shit that we missing that all these other fucking rappers got, you know what we got that they don't? Mm-hmm. 20 years of motherfucking loyalty. Mm-hmm. 20, more than that, 20 years professionally mm-hmm. of loyalty. A lifetime of real niggerness. Yeah. I wouldn't trade that shit in for, I'm not even really excited about that shit. Yeah, real shit. I, I'm really, I really, really people. not. I was, That's why I, can't I was deal just with, with the females. Few. I be having rich friends that offer me rich shit. No lie to you. No mm-hmm. bullshit. Like, no bullshit. I mean, I got to shout out um, Big Bro Diddy again. A few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Diddy hit me. What you need? What you need? You need anything? You fucked up? You cool? Anything you need? You you good? That's not... Not on no music shit. Not mm-hmm. no no nothing. Just... Like... He he asked me, where you been? I hit you some, some. I ain't, I ain't around. I'm good. I, I'm, I'm handling some business. Doing something. I'm in. A, I'm handling my business and the thing. What you need? Fuck music. What you need? Your rapport's mean a lot in this industry. This is somebody yeah. I threw a chair at. Yeah. I cursed out. I didn't like him. He didn't like me. But as you grow up and you go on a little further, mm-hmm. you 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 get to get more shit. I could be around feel? mad people who be. I got Swiss. I got Diddy. I got. I got Kiss for that instant. Kiss, Kiss is a fly ass nigga. Sheik is a fly ass nigga that do a lot of fly shit. Mm-hmm. Just cause they ain't telling you they they don't want to be all in your face with it and be all crazy out in front of hey, motherfucker. We around poor people. I'm not gonna try to be around these hundred poor niggas that we trying to get to eat to and trying mm-hmm. to help them out and tell these niggas. Yeah, I got this, and you can't get that. Exactly. Like what the fuck? I grew up with these niggas. You know, if I was anything, just, I'm supposed I was just to slap with them. I just was telling Twitter, I was like, yo, man, that's a part of where Meek, like, fucked up with his support system was because people loved Meek because they seen where Meek came from. They was like, yo, he went from the Dirty Braids, you know what I mean, to the Bentleys or whatever. But then, you know, he started shitting on niggas that had Dirty Braids. I'm like, and that's where I feel the disconnect went with the hood while the hood sided with Drake so fast because niggas in the hood is so ignorant, they don't give a fuck if Drake raps was good. The hood sided with Drake, Drake so fast. If Drake was fucking, if, if Meek was still sticking to the hood the way he was when he first started, the Tony stories and all that, people would have stuck with him. But because he didn't and he get, he became flashy and it became too much. Y'all nah, broke niggas. Let me tell you Y'all something. broke niggas. Broke niggas. Niggas is really broke. They don't want to hear that shit. They Drake say the same, Drake say the same shit. Break. As, let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. I don't really like to get in young. For, I, lo- I got love for me. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know Drake. I met him before. He seemed like a cool dude. Yeah. But I've met me, you know, more than a, spoke mm-hmm. to him a, a, a more than a few times. You got to understand like these, these are two people. Like these are two young dudes, right? Check it out. Mm-hmm. I'm not even trying to be funny. I'm, I'm a pothead, g'd up nigga. Like mm-hmm. to be, to be real, people gonna pitch y'all against each other. Because if you two young kings, that's supposed to happen. Are you supposed to pick that fight anyway? Either one of y'all. Like mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? But one, that was bad timing. Like you know what I'm saying? That was bad timing. But I understood what Meek said. 
and I'm not dissing Drake, mm-hmm. but I, and I'm really not. Like I, 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 I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a gangster rapper. Mm-hmm. I am. Matter of fact, I am the gangster rapper. Mm-hmm. I'm. I've been the elite. Probably some young new elite niggas, but mm-hmm. for 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 the code and the standard since G rap, I feel like I, I've um I've held it down. Like you know what I'm saying. Now in the code of I love Drake as an artist. Mm-hmm. I think what Meek was trying to say, and then get it out right, and because of what you said, like when you got money and you say you got money, motherfuckers is mad at you, and that's all they could focus on because you've been saying you have money. Mm-hmm. I think Meek was trying to stick to a cold but did it kind of in a in a wrong way like me personally like i i was a drake fan mm-hmm. I, I mean a fan fan and not to say i'm not a drake fan mm-hmm. but i had him in a different list and category before like i had like i'm og like i told you so i had j cole mm-hmm. kendrick drake meek mill um action bronson currency of course my little homie mm-hmm. um a few other dudes like the young Wale, I like Wale too. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple dudes I had them in that like that's it's their time, mm-hmm. like it's it's their era right now. Yeah, but you could say Drake's winning the most out of that era, right? But it was dope when you thought he was writing Quentin the lyrics. Wasn't involved. Yeah. When I heard that he wasn't writing the lyrics, I'm still the Drake fan. Like you know what I'm saying? Now he's just not in that category anymore. He's mm-hmm. not with Cole Meek. Yeah. And Kendrick and them. He's with Swiss, mm. Diddy, Diddy. Yeah. Dr. Dre, which is nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I think Meek spoke on something, but I think he spoke on it at the wrong time and, and, and he didn't come prepared. Enough. You know what I think Meek did wrong? I think Meek. Because y'all did generation wrong by don't really it. care. Y'all gen- he tweeted it, but y'all generation don't care. I think if Meek would have came out and dropped a rap on Flex instead of. The tweets first, For and sure. then I agree with that. If he would have just dropped the rap, then it would have been like he might have handy back. It might have not meant nothing about charged up. Charged up might have not meant shit. But why the fuck we care about Drake and Meek anyway? When black niggas, black women, black kids, black men are getting killed all the time. That kind of overruled a lot of shit that it we does. Get. But you know what? It, you it know did. what it is. It That's did. our now, form of entertainment. Me, I'm, I'm, now see, let me. I'm now. That's you're a form of entertainment. You just turned 30. That's a fact. You just turned old, 30. I'm an old man. You ain't old man. You're a young 30, old man. 30, man. 30 old, man. Shit, if you will. I feel I'm like be, I've been 30 be since 41. I was 20. I'm going to be 41. This is what I say. Mm-hmm. Beef. I couldn't wait to see the entertainment like you see the entertainment. Mm-hmm. Can't wait. Get it off your chest. Get it over with. Then handle your shit, which I got to handle for the fucking community. Like, mm-hmm. eat, I don't care if it's a song. Talking about it, sitting together, yeah, we got this, this is done. But boom, Sandra Bland was just killed. Boom, this is going to happen, this is going to happen. I thought Drake was going to um, go through with it because he said something on the first one that was kind of... Yeah, they out here trying to kill us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so it's on your mind. It's on your mind. And it was on Meek mind when he came back. Yo, I don't want to see nobody die and this and that. But now really be on your mind. Handle it like... Handle it. Get it off your chest. Whoever wins, wins. Whoever lose, lose. Like, we from the hood. Don't let media, don't let the media fuck you up. There's yeah. been times where you say, it might be like, yo, tax, I don't like you. Yo, P, I don't like you. Mm-hmm. Fuck it. Let's walk around the corner, shoot the fair one. After that, it's over, dog. Mm-hmm. Let's drink and figure out how we can get back to, to the get back. Because if we was cool before, 
We should be able to be cool after. Yeah. But the media be hyping everybody up. And as an MC, I say fuck them all. To be honest with you, fuck mm-hmm. every MC. Love to them all, but fuck them all at the same time. Destroy them. Anytime you get a chance, that mic turns on. Destroy a motherfucker. Yeah, Don't ass. take no breaks, no bars off. That's what's wrong with y'all young, not you, yeah. but the young generation. <laughs> yeah. Motherfuckers is too friendly all the time. Yeah. Be friendly, you but know what it cook is, a though? nigga Yo. all the time. I don't want to. I don't want to Instagram with you. Yo, you know what it was. Yo, style and this and that. I'm. She can kiss on my brothers. I will murk anybody in the world from them if I had to. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get on a record where she can kiss. And one of y'all niggas said they had a better verse than me. Mm-hmm. I don't want to not. If it happens, so be it. Damn, Luch, you got me today. Mm-hmm. Damn, Kiss, you got me today. People said you got me. You cooked me good. But I'm not. I'm not content with that in my heart. Yeah. Like swords. Swords make other swords sharp, my nigga. Now yeah. we gonna go stab somebody if everybody's sword dull and we fucking laughing and, and it ain't just rap, it's NBA. Yeah, I niggas wanna sit around sparring. and laugh and joke around and play and smile you in know the what fourth it was? quarter in New York City, with one right? minute on the clock. In New York nigga, City kill styles, that nigga. What I was kill feeling him. like what I was feeling Finish like was, what was going on in New York City was it was a lot of competition that turned into beef. Unnecessarily because when? people felt like no 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 who I, got shot no no nobody no nope. wasn't beefed in tax you're right who got you know shot we my gonna, nigga we gonna reword that who got shot we gonna reword that who got shot who got stabbed no but I'm who talking got about batted down who got beat down just That's what niggas, these rap niggas do just they, niggas alone you know you, think about it like in the city right I you had Rough Riders you had Murder Inc eight and everybody was cool you know what I mean to the perception of the, um of the public. Everybody was cool, but what I'm saying is this: in a, in a in a space right now where New York City is, where it's so hard for a New York City rapper to get a deal, and it's so hard for you to get recognized, but they 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 don't they here for nigga almost lukewarm hot in Atlanta. They gonna sign his ass like dead ass. I've New seen York it. is competitive, but like why do we keep comparing ourselves? To Atlanta, and I'm not disrespecting but Atlanta. Styles, think about it, Styles. Why the fuck are we comparing, when, comparing New York to because Atlanta? Because they, they gave the last 230 deals to niggas in Atlanta, and gave three niggas deals from New York when it was the opposite way before. Really, right? Maybe that's the DJ in the cities. That's the DJs in it's, the city, it's a part my nigga. Of, it's a part of. It's a part. I, I feel like it's a part of everything, and I'm gonna break it down. My nigga, look, I'm gonna I'm I'm keep it a hundred with you. Mm-hmm. I just told you how competitive I am with my own two partners. Mm-hmm. Jim Jones can my niggas. Mm-hmm. Um, 50, me and him cool. Banks is my nigga. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? I could tell you somebody from almost every crew, that's my nigga. I want to air him out when I'm on the mic, though. Mm-hmm. I'm from fucking New York City. I'm from the Mecca rap. I'm not from let's, let's all get together and sit here happy together. Fuck it. I never heard Rock Him and Coogee rap on a song, my nigga. Never. <laughs> I never heard Rock Him and KRS on a song, my nigga. Have you? Nope. I'm from fucking New York City. Don't I don't like I'm not knocking what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Get your money and all that. But we ain't no, Atlanta. No, but see what you saying we is ain't that Cali. You talking about music. I'm talking about I'm talking about I'm cool niggas with in these New niggas York. in real Banks in, in real life. Mm-hmm. When the beat comes on, Beanie Siegel, Banks, 50 Jones, Cam, Jules, Action Bronson, the young guy, Joey Badass. When the beat come on, to me, I want to murk these niggas. You know why? Because they nice. Mm-hmm. I like what they saying. Talib, Black Thought, Most Def, 
King Los, all kind of new niggas underground and all that not underground. You know why I want to murk niggas when the beat come on? Because I'm a fucking MC. Yeah. I'm a rapper. No, as you I should. I love it. I don't I ever hope want they the competition me too. from the spot to But this to is what I'm saying. You asking me, I'm telling you clearly on a factor. Mm-hmm. And I'm not knocking these niggas when they get in the studio. They going in the studio with a different plan. A plan, a plan when I come to the studio and go, yo, me... You and him and him is we gonna make this song, we're gonna kill it together. That means the results is gonna come out how the energy went. Y'all went to the studio to kill it together, to have a movement together. Mm-hmm. That's what they went to the studio to do. We together, we're cool, we're having this moment together. We're doing that too, but at the same time, it's like, I'm gonna air this nigga out. Mm-hmm. I know he's trying to air me, so we can't compare New York to that. That's all like music lyrically. That's what I'm saying. But, but let's say this. Let Stas, me tell you something. The locks sitting there as a group, right? Do you create a beef with Dipset that's in Harlem just because they other rappers? No. Exactly. You only beef when and it's that's beef. that's what was going on. Let's take a quick pause for the cause and say a few words about Bevel, who I'm very proud to say are back again this week as a sponsor of tax season. Let's start with the facts. Bevel is the first and only shaving system created for men with coarse curly hair. This is the first shaving system created for black men. When you sign up for Bevel, they're going to send a very official steel razor blades plus accessories you need to ensure that you get the best possible shave. Permanent oil to protect your skin before each and every shave, hydrate and shave and cream, post-shave restoring balm to repair your skin and high quality badger brush to lift the hairs. This razor is clinically proven to reduce and prevent razor bumps. Forget about magic shave. Forget about clippers. This is the product you need in your life. Don't go spend your money on Jordans and watches and chains if your face and neck look like you can read them in braille. That bumpy face stuff is not for the distinguished gentlemen of the United States of America for every country. Always Take heed and remember that James Bond never had no sort of acne or bumps on his face when he got these women and saved the country every single time. If you want to save the country, make sure your face is skin while doing so. Take care of that shit first. I'm 30 now and everything has to be grown and sexy. And I can promise you my bevel shaving kit is probably the grownest and sexiest item I own. It's sleek. It's made from sterling silver. It looks sexy in the case. It looks sexy outside the case. It doesn't take up too much space when you need to travel. And you don't have bumps when you finish. What else do you want, man? Just make sure you go get that bevel shaving system. You understand? Now I need to go off script for a second and keep it real with you guys because that's what I always do. Tristan Walker is a black man, the age of 31. I'm 30 years old and he's out there. He's a black owned company and many big companies, Fortune 500 companies are trying to buy him out right now as we speak. And it's just a beautiful thing to see that a man could create something from scratch and a simple idea and, you know, something that's out of our care did not get bumps because we know most of us get bumps after we use those razors. So, you know, Tristan Walker is definitely a renaissance man and we appreciate him. But now I need you guys to have the same faith and show the same support. 
I'll say it again. It's not enough to say you fuck with the show or rock with me. You need to support these products I talk about on the show. I bet everyone listening to this podcast says they support black-owned businesses, but now's the time to literally put your money where your mouth is. So please go and check out GetBevel.com today. Use code TAX to get 20% off your first month at GetBevel.com. That's G-E-T-B-E-V-E-L. Dot com. Check out GetBevel.com today. Use code T-A-X, tax, to get 20% off your first month at GetBevel.com. That's G-E-T-B-E-V-E-L.com. Now back to the show. The image of beef within within hip-hop was going on in every state, and it might have it had something to do with 50 Cent and the way he was attacking niggas so fast. Like, he wasn't even letting niggas breathe. He had just attacked them. And what happened was that when, when music shifted to Atlanta, hip-hop shifted to Atlanta, and the labels would only sign dudes from Atlanta, dudes in New York wait thought that they had beef not, with each not, other. Wait, wait, they wait, had no wait. beef. I'm going to rewind this. Mm-hmm. Did hip-hop shift to Atlanta or the industry shift to Atlanta? Be clear with me. The industry. The hip-hop didn't shift nowhere. Hip-hop is what hip-hop is. Like, mm-hmm. this is one thing, of. This is where we get it all fucked up. Hip-hop is what you tax. Mm-hmm. Me, Styles, him the cameraman, him the other cameraman, my man from Huffington Post. His hip-hop might be, get up, throw on his new balance, brush his teeth, play De La Soul, Kendrick Lamar, J. Cole, wear his hair that way, dress that way. Yeah, hip-hop might be, get up, throw your strap on, play Cool G Rap, play Schmurder, play Millie Rock. Mm-hmm. Wear your pants to that level. And that, that's your hip-hop. My hip-hop might be, get up, play Tribe, Cool G Rap, Rock Him, KRS, wear these Roshis, these Night Techs, light up some weed, listen to Marvin Gaye later. There's some rap after that. Who the hip hop is one big different thing. Now the industry's supposed to go where the fuck it goes because that's what money is. That's where the money comes. That's where it's made. So if the if the if the dudes who own the labels and the businesses and the and the commercials and the big industries see where the dollar bill's at and where it's gonna get the most money, that's where the industry's gonna land for the time. Right now, if you um hip hop and the industry is in Cali right now. I don't think it's in Atlanta. Maybe y'all do, but yeah. I nah, think nah. personally, right now, both of them are in Cali more than anywhere else. I'm t- when I say the Atlanta, Bay? I'm talking about where they signing. That's where they, they signing, keep but signing motherfuckers from Atlanta. Now, Atlanta, listen. How many of them you remember? No, a lot of none. And none New of York them. niggas neither. They be like, out for a year, but that's what I'm saying. The dudes in New York. They started thinking that they had to have beef with each other. Like, oh, he from so. Brooklyn and we rap, so New we York don't have beef. started making South and songs that and the where they wrong. It ain't because they think? beef with each other. It's because New York niggas start searching for a South sound, my nigga. But, but you know a what I always tell people, Styles? What I, t- Styles, what I tell you with that, Styles? What I always tell people with that is that for years now of me being connected with the youth, what, like, you know, I was gangbanging heavily. So I will, you always need the youth. The youth is the only people the youth, that can keep gangs the youth alive. youth is what counts. You know what I mean? And they can keep music alive and a lot of other things alive. So you will get in touch with the youth. And I've seen a lot of the, the, the young dudes that are like be leaning more towards South music. And that's the way they will rap. But the thing that woke me up was that a lot of these dudes was from down South. Like 
he was from down there. Oh, or his mom sent him down who there because the he was bad. Who the for fucking five connected? Years. This is this. Let me tell you something. I I I, I don't even because I hate to over preach. I really do because I'm a pothead in the G. No Sometimes preach. When you got to preach, it's a fucked up thing. Like motherfuckers is ignorant. Every nigga from New York, when you was younger, some point you went down south yeah. to see your family. Vice versa. A South, some when you lived in New York, a South, a, a cousin from South always came to see you. Mm-hmm. Like hip hop right now, and I hate to say it, is is at a great state, but a fucked up state. Like, think about this. It's me, you, him, him and him in this room, right? Now check it out. Later on, motherfuckers are joking, come around playing light skin, black skin, light skin, dark skin jokes. Mm-hmm. With a with a motherfucker every color in their family, a dark skinned grandmother, mm-hmm. a brown skinned aunt, a light skinned daughter, a dark skinned brother, mm-hmm. a light skinned chickie was hitting up like, you becoming fucked up. Like we all becoming fucked up with this territorial shit and all that. I don't love Andre D thousand because he's from Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I just give a fuck about him because he could rap. Yeah, definitely. I don't. I didn't give a fuck that that rubber band man Ti was from Atlanta. I gave a fuck because he had bars. Mm-hmm. I didn't give a fuck about Sean P because he was with Little John and saying Atlanta shit. I just gave a fuck because he had bars. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's it. I don't care about Schoolboy Q or Kendrick or J. Cole because they from North Carolina and Cali and Action Bronx. I give a so fuck see, if so you got see what you're saying. Bars. What you're saying and what I'm saying is the exact. It's basically you can you can rap any style you want. If you got bars, you still got bars. If you're still it. saying something, you still saying something. You Matt Lamore is from Seattle. He's mm-hmm. white. I don't really listen to all his music, but mm-hmm. the few songs I do hear that he puts together, I can't sit there and honestly say he can't make a song. Exactly. He can't rap. I can't tell you that. And I spoke to people about that I can tell you he's also. not that. Like, like, even with my homeboys, like even a Drake argument, they'd be like, damn, P, you like Drake? I don't care if he's saying non-gangster shit and club shit and all I cared about him because he had bars and he could fucking rap. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Weird. I don't give a fuck if he was from Land Rainbow mm-hmm. with with purple men from there. If the nigga could rap, let him fucking rap. It become all these niggas from Atlanta can't rap. Mm-hmm. All these niggas from LA can't rap. All these niggas from New York can't rap. Let's respect and honor who could rap and fuck all the other bullshit. I'm not mm-hmm. mad at no Atlanta nigga from eating. I ain't mad at a New York nigga from eating. Yeah. I ain't mad at a Cali nigga from eating. But that's what it seems like, especially from our standpoint of New York niggas. When we talk about rap, it always comes up to New York rap shit because, you know, it was it was stationary. What I always try to tell, Whoa. let me explain this to y'all rappers. Let me explain this to y'all motherfuckers. One time, you got to come get your check in New York. And let me explain to you. You know who work at your label? Chicks from my neighborhood. Chill out. That's all I'm going to say to you. You got to, um, like, this is the thing with, like... <laughs> Not to even be funny with the youth, like, you got to respect what came before you, Munji. If you don't respect what came before you, when your time's done, they're not going to respect you. That's just plain and simple. New York is the fucking mecca of rap. I don't care if it's never the poppinest place in the world ever again. I don't care if if rap goes to Iowa next and Iowa niggas is the most poppinest. Then Seattle niggas. Because we just keep saying the same thing. New York, Atlanta, L.A., Miami couple other places. It's a fucking lot of other states. What if hip-hop decides to go state to fucking state? 
No, but this has been my whole year. beef. What Styles, are you going to say? Styles, for, for years, people been like, what are we going to say? When is New York going to come again, you know back why? against down south? I'm like, New York is one state. The fuck is you talking about? 13 colonies? That's because New York one is state, the mecca. Nigga? Everybody got to be against. They feel like they got to be against New York. And this is this is why I love Uncle Snoop Dogg forever. He reps the West Side to the fullest. Like, you know what I'm saying? To the, mm-hmm. I mean, to the, to his you blood, think West, you think sweat, Snoop. tears, everything. He pays homage to where it came from. He pays homage to where it came from. Like, how could you not, how could you not do that? Like, the same way as we as, we as New Yorkers, this way hip-hop came from, as when it was in Atlanta. Like, like how you said. Mm-hmm. Like, you go to Atlanta, you get signed right now. How could we not acknowledge where hip-hop is? How can we not say, hey, yo, the fucking Bay is popping right now. L.A. is popping right now. Them niggas making good music, good songs. Like, it's fucking hip-hop, man. Like, don't, like, respect respect who came before you, who came after you. Respect who's on your block, who's on the next block, and on the mm-hmm. block after that. If they respect you, and keep it at that. Like, don't worry about the other shit. Like, who really gives a fuck? Let me ask you this question. How did the lock stay together through all the years and everybody's like divide and conquer tricks? I know y'all done had to fight before or some shit. Like, how um, have y'all stuck together? Come with a common goal, man. Family first. Um, we was broke together. Mm-hmm. We got money together. When you, when you when you split a pizza in as many ways as you can and bust down Chinese meals and bust down wedges and... <laughs> <laughs> and split gum in half and in three ways and in four ways. Yeah. And then when you watch those who came before you, like we told you, we, we respect hip-hop to its fullest. Like, we we, we we actually the group who respect youngers, young heads and old heads, South music, L.A. music, any kind. If you nice, you got our respect. Man, if you start at Leather Soul Crack out of town... But- you understand there's some yeah. gangster dudes in that town. Everywhere. Regardless of how tough you Everywhere. are, you know, like, if you go there, I'm going to have an issue Everywhere. with them dudes. You know, so you learn to respect people from other places. So we, and that's we why I never first. had nothing against down south, because I done been down there, I done been up here, I done been further up, and I know I'm like, it's tough dudes everywhere, man. Don't think that it's only gangster dudes in your uh-uh. area. Everywhere. Man. We family first. That's how we keep lawyer. We don't, let, we don't, we don't bring out disputes to the public. Hell no, we don't agree all the time. We refuse to. Um, that's like bitch ass shit to do. I ain't even in front. Like to me, that always that that kind of really bothers me. Like, um, we kind of keep the street code. We we involve we infuse that mm-hmm. in our rap code, so we don't let the money come between us. We don't let we don't let nothing come between us at all. Early Jay Z stories. Like, how was it before y'all really met him? Like. How was the relationship? We always been cool with Hope because um, shout out to my nigga Jazzo. Like Jazzo don't get enough um, salutes and credit in hip hop. Like um, mm-hmm. at that time Jazzo was that nigga in D and D. It would be us, people like X, dudes like MOP, Hove, all that. Like just sliding through the doors and um, um, Hove always been kind of like a street dude. Like you know what I mean, a real street dude. Like I always salute him. I always salute him and then. All the success he's had over the um, past few years in hip hop, because he always been, um, you know, if you know early Hove, like I ain't talking to the young dudes and shit, but mm-hmm. you know the middle aged dudes and the middle aged young niggas. If you know early Hove, you live by his rap, so you know New York at that time. Um, you 
kind of get where he coming from. We knew that Hove, like, uh, we, you heard Hove. <laughs> Walker X spit at the locks, man. So we got we got, we got got ties that go back before um, a lot of music shit. How real did it get with state property? Like, when the when the beef, Now, that was some dead serious shit. When like, the beef started. Yo, I was tight, my between nigga. Between Jadakiss and Beanie Siegel. That was, that was, that was, that was tight. That, that was serious shit. Like, that was real. Somebody could have got laid. Somebody could have got laid, sprayed, all kind of shit on that one. You like, heard the passion in them bars, like. Like, that was, like, that was real. You know why? Because we was cool, like. Like, their story is similar to ours, like, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, and at that time. I call those the glory days, the golden era in rap. Like, mm. you really couldn't be saying shit if you wasn't... Like, now you could say fucking anything, mm. and it don't even really be the truth. But back then, like, you, if you said it, you had to... You, 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 you had to live it and body You had to live that shit because you had to bring it out of town, and niggas would test you, so... Yeah. So, <laughs> that was that facts. I mean, just real, 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 real facts. Anywhere you go, you would get tested. So we had, like, a... a we was cool, like we was, we was, we was. Those was our niggas, like. So when that shit came about, it was like, it was really, really like, oh man, I swear to God, like, yo, and and knowing beans, and we and we fuck with him, we was cool. Knowing Hove, we fuck with him, we was cool. Knowing Bleak, he was cool. It was like I, I used to, I used to feel like, yo, I can't wait to clap these one of these niggas. I swear to God, I'm clapping one of these <laughs> niggas <laughs> on sight, like on sight is clapping. Every be times me and Beans would be on the phone, like no industry shit. I swear to God, my nigga. I swear to God, come there with your strap, my nigga. <laughs> I love Beans. That's my bro. I love yeah. that nigga. I love that nigga. I swear I do. Yeah. And I love what he told Ar and Meek and, and Drake and all that the other day too. Salute Beans. Yeah, I seen that. That was some shit. gangster shit. That was real. For y'all shit. that don't know, Beans basically that told was Meek. Up. He told Meek and Ar to squash the beef. So nobody gets hurt, you know but what I mean? Know, they go too far. Yeah. And he basically said that, you know what I mean, he told Meek to get rid of the, the yes men and his crew and you know what I mean? And and I and I and this is what I wanted people to know, because people know I always rep to Meek. So when this issue started and they seen me like, you know, sign with Drake, they like, How you gonna do that when you a real nigga? And I'm like, My nigga, I'm watching what's going on and it ain't too much shit that's it seemed official on that side. And that's why I sided with what Drake was saying, because just like I said, regardless of Meek telling the truth about him t- having Quentin. Can I be your psychiatrist? You had the lady one. Yeah, Let do me that. Be your psychiatrist. Yeah, do this, Styles. <laughs> you sided with Drake. Yeah. Because you are more familiar with Meek's lifestyle and Drake's lifestyle. Meek went about it in a way you actually then co-sign and salute. So you sided with Drake. Holy shit. You really fuck with Meek and how he's living in the cold. Fucking but you sided with Drake because it didn't, it didn't all the way exactly. Meek's attack for you. Yep. You understand what I'm saying? But like, see me, I'm 10 years older than you. Mm-hmm. I know what Meek was saying, but Meek didn't get the part where Meek niggas hate you when you shine. Mm-hmm. Like they love Meek. The hood yeah. love Meek because Meek's been the Meek's been the carrier of the cold. Mm-hmm. Of the torch for this generation of rap. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And this generation of rap, we don't really have a carrier of the code and the torch for the dirty niggas. But somewhere, yep. like you were saying, with the Maybacks and the and the things, yeah. he lost a little connect with the dirty niggas. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like yep. it was like with a dirty nigga. Damn, Meek, I can't get a 
I can't even get the back. Nigga, nigga might not see a Maybach. I can't he get might the, not ever see it. He popped might don't. He don't even somewhere unless he go to MTV. Yeah. Uh, so he unless he walk past FAO Schwartz it ain't by mistake. His fault though. It ain't his fault on this. When you when you come from the hood and you get money, like you know what I'm saying. When you get when you get your hands on some money and you see a different lifestyle, you have no choice but to live that lifestyle. But you just kind of can't forget where you came from sometimes, and that they not gonna. Not that he forgot where he came from. I just think he forgot that they will never be able to see that lifestyle. Like, you know what I'm saying? Boy. Most of them. So that's why people sat it with Drake because they was, Meek was their man. He was their hero. Mm-hmm. He fucked with them. But then at the end of the day, he end up, he's like Drake. Nigga, y'all both got Maybachs. Y'all both get Bentleys, big watches, holes. You got Nicki. And then he didn't realize that too. He had Nicki. So a lot of people, that's going to bring hate to you. Yep. You got to figure all this shit out in the game. Meek's a good dude, day, though. I think he's the carrier of the code, and I think he got caught up in a um, situation and not just being prepared enough for it. No, I, and I thought he I, thought I the people too. was going to be. No, this is what he thought. People mm-hmm. like you was going to say, yo, fuck Drake because he don't no, got his own No, that's exactly rhymes. what he thought. But nobody ever said, the new generation don't give a fuck First about who all, write their rhymes. I knew Drake had writers for almost three years, and I've been telling numerous people for almost three years. And all your rappers, I am a writer and I am available and I am discreet. <laughs> and I do not give up the closure, caption, right? clothes. I don't exactly. say what I did unless you ask me that's, to. That's a note for you for you dudes that write. I do. You don't have to, you no, don't I mean, have to no, I'm advertise that, it. I am actually that, though. I'm not even joking around yeah. with that. Like, you could, you, could, you could call me for high. I will not rat on you, tell on you. Yeah, niggas ain't telling on you. And that's that's where the code was broken with 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 with, with, with DJ Drama and um and Quentin Quentin Miller, but yeah, that's what I, that's what I wanted people to know. Like I'm a Meek fan. I'm still a Meek fan right now. Am I disappointed? Him. She was killing him. I had to kill. I was him. watching you on Twitter. I had to kill him because you know why? I really love Meek, and you got to tell him that. I had though, some girl. Some nigga. girl was talking about me. I talking ain't never about, see you go, yo, Meek. This is tax. I love you, my nigga. Nah, because you know why? You never said that to my nigga. See, before before people could see, before people could see the death, they didn't see the birth. I went in for Meek. You gotta think how Meek feel. I understand. Dream chasers might pop on me when they see me. Like I know they might try to pop on me. I'm gonna shoot one. You gotta think how Meek feel. You gotta think how Meek feel. And this is what I understand as being an MC. Like if if a nigga's in your category and he's going hard, like. I like Drake because I was like, damn, he don't be talking about a lot of content I, I talk about. But this nigga will diss an old head nigga in a minute. <laughs> He'll diss his peers in a minute. Yeah. He'll diss other niggas. He'll diss. I said, that nigga will diss a nigga and sneak diss you. He'll sneak diss you in a classy Very sneak diss way. So that kind of made me kind of like like him. Like, you know what I'm saying? That was my, that was me like, oh, I fuck with this nigga. Because he'll be like, y'all old niggas. Get the fuck out the way. Mm-hmm. And I like that. Like, I like get the fuck out the way. That's mm-hmm. that's that's me. Yeah, that's what niggas is from. But when I heard, I'm imagining Meek had to feel the same way because he's younger. Mm-hmm. That's his peer group. So I could imagine if I was coming up, right, if I was coming up at the time, and I'm not knocking Drake. Like, do what you got to do. Get your money. Get it how you get it how you live, nigga. You with Sprite. You're doing all this shit. Do what you do. Mm-hmm. But you got to be honest with the people sometimes. I'm not saying he was dishonest. I'm just saying you got to be honest. Yeah. So if I was coming up and I would have heard Nas or Hov or Big then write their rhymes, yeah, like, that shit would have crushed me, my nigga. Hell yeah. That would have crushed me. So you got to, 
You got to take it, like, a lot of MCs, people don't look at them as fans sometimes. If you're an MC, you're a fan. This is Especially something else I on your own this track. This is something else I learned from Big. If you too. wanted them on your own track, you was a fan. You're a fan. Like, you're a fan so of I a nigga. So I knew where Meek was hurt. Like me, I did I, know. I, 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 I can honestly tell you, besides me being Styles P, I am an M.O.P. fan. Mm-hmm. I'm a Nas fan. I'm a whole fan. I'm a JD Kiss fan. I'm a Sheik Luch fan. I'm a KRS fan. Not not a M- I'm t- I'm taking myself out of MC box. So when you hear a nigga and you like him and his verse hit and it was like, ooh. It's like if you play ball to the ball players. To the gunman. If you're a gunman, like you heard, yo, he gets it in. To the knockout artist, yo, he got a nice knuckle game. He be knocking niggas out. I be knocking niggas out too. I be mm-hmm. I respect that. Like, you know what I mean? So as an MC, you got to imagine that Meek felt if he didn't, if Drake wasn't writing his rhymes, that it was like, oh, shit. No, I thought about that shit today. I was like that. When I heard today, the Quinn, I when said, I heard yo, the Quinn Miller thing, Meek I was, was like really this. hurt. That nigga it's asked him for a verse it. for his album, and somebody else wrote it. It's not going to affect them. It's I would not, be hurt, too. It's not going to affect, it's really not going to affect Drake, but he's more... Like, even artists ain't going to say it to him. The average artist ain't going to say it to him. They still going to dap him because you need a Drake feature if you could get it. Shit, mm-hmm. I would take a Drake feature if I could get it and all that. So they ain't going to say what they honestly want to say to him. But I think he's a great maker of records because I did hear the Quinn Miller shit, but I think I would have rather hear it from Drake than Quinn Miller. Did you hear it? Yeah, when I Drake really, rapped it, it was way dope. It was way better. <laughs> but as an MC, as an MC, as a Jedi, you got to say, whoa. Yeah, whoa. definitely. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's what Meek said. But he didn't think about all the shit you said about money, people looking at you, yeah. all this other shit. You know shit. what it was so with Meek? Meek line. didn't realize that he was disconnected. No, he should attack. He was what, disconnected Meek with the attack, at the time. He should attack mad times in a row. Yeah, and he was supposed to do a Gatling gun. He was supposed to get so disrespectful that we don't care. We didn't even care if he rapped good or not. He had to become who he portrays to be. You understand? So when he portrayed the but political dude, the, it's, it's I'm not putting fault. nothing out. It's no, the media's fault. Let me tell you it why. It ain't us. Let me tell you why. I told Ja Rule the same thing. When ja, when, when 50 came at Ja Rule, what happened with Ja Rule, where he failed that is he fought another nigga fight. You don't fight no other nigga fight. I don't give a fuck what the streets say about me. You know why? Because when the streets told me I was pussy and I went out there and shot niggas, I went to jail. You understand? When I stop True. listening to the streets, I ain't go to jail. I always tell people, don't listen to the fucking spectators. But you got to understand, Ja Rule is a street dude mm-hmm. who end up making, he comes from a, he's a street dude. I I, don't, I mean, I don't know his background or none of that, mm-hmm. but far street rap. Before Ja made all them hits, all them girl hits, J-Lo hits, all of that, Ja came out hard. Yeah. Like, that That was his MO. He was hard, underground, like, you know what I mean? Um, Ja... Um, Earl, who else was down with them? I want to kind of, I don't want to say a wrong name. Fuck it, John, no, we're going to keep it at that. But he wasn't, he wasn't always that lovey-dovey shit. He got with Lior, got the check, got with Herb, got the check, figured out the formula to get the check, got the check. He got drawn back into something he shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. Like, you understand what I'm saying? So it ain't like he wasn't a dude, he came from that background. So he had no choice but to get drawn back into it because it's in his left titty. That's my left titty. That's like saying, yo, all right, fuck it. I'm the boxing champion. Let me move on to Taekwondo, become that. Now the boxing champion is calling you pussy. Mm -hmm. But I could box. 
Let me go box this nigga's head off. So he got drawn back in. He couldn't help but get drawn back in because that's his background. Styles. That's where he came from. How listen, you nine let's 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 compare nineteen year old styles to forty year old styles. Let's say nineteen year old styles got punched in his face in front of all these girls. Box cutter, razor, burner out, jumping. It's lit. You. Every time until I see you, it's on. <laughs> Every to us, to us over. Forty years old. Forty years old. Avoid the situation. Avoid the situation because because one, at nineteen years old, you ready. Nineteen and twenty, you ready to do the homework. Mm-hmm. You ready to do the homework. You ready to say your ego overrides you. At nineteen, at nineteen, I didn't have a seventeen-year-old son going on eighteen. Now I'm 40. I got a 17-year-old son going to 18. So you got to think about situations you put yourself in before you put them in, put yourself in them. You got to say, hey, yo, if I get in, like, like right now, I'm at my most peaceful point in my life, right? More than, more than I ever been. I might be the most dangerous me ever because I'm scared to death. I don't want to be in no situation where I got to even be in a situation. So if I get in a, if I get into a situation with somebody, I'm going to have to do my homework. I'm going to think it all the way out. I'm going to have fear on my mind. I'm going to think strike before he strikes. All that shit. So they're both dangerous. 19-year-olds ignorant and stupid and just want to get it on. 40-year-old is don't want to get it on, is worried about you getting up a hand. So 19-year-old is more dangerous in the fact that I'm stupid. 40-year-old style is more dangerous in the fact that I'm more smart. Now, this is what I was trying to explain to Ja was, you know, at one time I was 19 and then I grew fast between 19 and whatever age it might have been. Might have been 23. But I realized that I could never have an argument with a dude outside and shoot him never. in front of everybody because everybody never. was going to know that we had the issue and they was going to tell the cops. And just like 50 said in the, in the, in the shit, if, if, if the streets know you did it, the police know you did it. So... What I realized was that I had to let shit rock six, seven months and then attack. Good and not deal with pride. Because pride will have you jump all the way out the window. Like, everybody knows that I can go see this dude right now. Because you dealing with everybody knows. I don't give a fuck what nobody knows. I don't care about your opinion on it. Nothing. That's the winner of the situation. All I care about is getting away with it. That's the winner of the situation. You know what I mean? And I think see, that's where Meek... Now this is where fucked up at. This is the eight. This is not even to be funny. Like mm-hmm. this is the see where you at with it. I probably was at the same place when I was thirty. Mm-hmm. This the same reason when I was twenty. It was more like I'm gonna air you, and everybody's gonna know I'm gonna air you. <laughs> when I was thirty, it was more like I'm gonna air you. And I don't give a fuck who who knows I aired you. Long as I know I as aired long you. As I know we good. Now at forty is like. If you ain't touch me, you ain't touch my family member, and you ain't tell me to suck my dick or you're not immediate harm, why am I even airing you? Who the fuck are you? What's your background? Mm-hmm. Are you even worth me airing? Why am I talking to you? And why did I even have a conversation with this nigga to get into an argument to get to this point? I told you my thing is, if I don't argue with you, we can't even have a problem, my nigga. Yeah. We don't, we don't, there's no room for it. Mm-hmm. It was cool. Like, arguments lead to problems. Like, Yeah, because I, I always tell people, I argue with family members. 
That's cool because you ain't going to smoke them. The rest of y'all is done. We cannot argue. Don't walk up on me talking. I'm scared to argue with somebody. Every time I tell people, they be like, yo, Tax, what you mean by they can't talk? I'm telling them. Not to even be funny. I'm giving them the heads up. Don't not talk to, to me because you're going like, to lose. Just think about this. Because I'm not arguing with you back. Think about this. Hypo- hypothetical situation. Like, right now, if me and him started arguing, like, fuck you, fuck. Like, wh- you got to you gotta make a plan right there on the first fuck you. Yeah. When he get right here, when he get, like, if he get, like, my thing is if I do argue with you and you offend this right here, this not even a fingertip, yeah. the nail. I'm swinging. Uh-huh. I'm swinging because I'm scared. Exactly. I'm not. I'm I don't not, know I'm what you're capable I'm not, of. I'm not, I'm not like people always go, Dan P. Like I'm not afraid to tell you the things I'm scared of. I got into an argument with a nigga. He I'm got into immediate to to jail. The nigga looked at me with the most confidence in the world silently and got into straight karate stance. Like let's go, nigga. I said what? I walked right away from the nigga. He like yeah, pussy. I was walking in the car get the hammer. I walked right back. <laughs> I walked right back with it, and then, then it was, "What are you doing?" I was like, "Nah, you was doing karate. I don't, I don't know nothing about that." <laughs> That's yo. But he was smart though. You know Very, what I mean? Yeah. He was smart because his stance, and that means a lot too. I said, "What the fuck is he doing?" This nigga said he was so sick. He said, "What up?" His stance automatically oh, made you go. His stance. It stands automatically made you think I'm going to get the ratchet. Yeah, I'm going to get the I'm ratchet. You know why? Try it out because I'm not going through all of this. So before I even go get into a position and I'm not going through all of this, mm-hmm. I'm already there before the average nigga. Because I'm thinking, boom. I get in the room, I go boom. Say if you was my immediate homeboy, then taxes. He's dirty. This nigga still want to say he's still stupid. Damn, other little homie with him. He's 27. He's even stupider. The other little homie, he's 20. He's fucking retarded. OG with me. He's, oh, okay. He's older than me. He's 47. Boom. I'm going to start doing all kind of numbers, mathematics, figuring it out, science, English, with theories, all that. If he get in the hit with him, <laughs> he's going to get to the door first. He, not, he might not even get to the door. Yeah. Damn, look at homie in the red. He's fat. Look at homie in the orange. He can't even get. Look at homie in the green. He can't even move. He got a yeah. dead leg. Oh, shit. Homie in the blues on parole. Yeah. At 40, all of this kicks in. Actually, at 30, when you hit 35, all of this kicks in. You're going to start thinking for everybody. And then you're going to start thinking, my son and my wife is going to smack the shit out of me. My son's going to be disappointed. <laughs> That's the type of wife I, I need. I need a wife that's going to smack me. I don't know who this nigga me. even is. Like, who the fuck is this nigga at the thing? I was with my man. He's older than me, a few years older than me, right? I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not going to say his name. I'm not going to disclose the story. I'm going to tell you something. Chilling here with one day in our hood. Boom. Niggas, yo, we going to this other hood. We going to chill. We going to relax. We going to chill. Our homie was throwing a block party. Me to them. Like, listen, let me tell y'all before I even get over there. If any young niggas say anything, please don't say nothing back. Don't argue with them. <laughs> These niggas is retarded. Yo. They can't wait to shoot. They stupid. They retarded. Niggas. Some of these niggas be scared of all with the niggas. And they skinny. They skinny. They waist is like 29. <laughs> they 29 with a belt that, that don't is. fit. They pants is hanging. And, and you, you can throw, the ones, you can throw them a block away. They're going to shoot you. I said, don't say nothing to no young nigga. We get over to the. He's older than me. We get over to the thing when you're out there. It's summertime. Nigga, it's his block. Yo. 
Park down there, niggas park over there, do this, pull your car there, this and that. He's a dope boy. He's trapping. He's out there. It's his block. He's young. He's feeling himself. Mm-hmm. It's his time. My man, yo, what the fuck you talking to? We parking right here. We doing all this and all that. My man, I will knock you the fuck out, young nigga. Like, I'll, I'll, matter of fact, you and any one of y'all young niggas want the fair one. Let's shoot it. I'm knocking y'all niggas the fuck young out. Young niggas don't Straight want up. the fair one. Look, his homeboy, mailbox, dirty little nigga. I could have threw that nigga past probably half through the, a halfway up a building and down. Mm-hmm. I knew he was strapped. My old head, yo, that little nigga strapped. My other young man, yo, that little nigga right there, he's a clapper. Me and my man, please stop. Please, like, the nigga he's beefing with. Yeah, he, now he's in my face because I'm the rapper. Yeah. I'm the rapper. I'm, I'm I'm the thing. I won't even look at this nigga. I'm looking at him eye to eye, but I'm not looking at him. I'm looking at my man. Yo, who the fuck is this nigga? Where we at? What's going on? I'm not fucking with none of these young stupid ass niggas. Mm-hmm. He's riling up. I knock niggas out, get niggas shot. We shooters, this and that. I know he really want my attention. Like you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. He really want me to be stupid and, and, and bait him. My man, he done bit the bait. He want to shoot a fair one and all this. He's about to get get, get all us old niggas shot. He's about to yeah, get yeah, the, yeah. the 33 to 47 year old crew <laughs> shot up for no reason. Uh-huh. So I sit back and say. Little nigga, we chilling, my nigga. I don't know who the fuck you talking to, what it is. It's your shit. Leave them niggas alone, though. They minding their business. They drinking. Him cool. Whole, him cool. Everything's love and this and that. Me to my man. My man, now he's older than me. Later on, my bad, yo. I just did Molly for the first time. And this and that. Like, he did Molly. Like, you know what I'm saying? He did a young nigga thing. Like, nigga, I use a young nigga drugs. You gotta know. <laughs> You gotta know your age group. So like, I get somewhere. I look like like I get in the club now. And I, I'm Styles P. I get in the club. I know five songs tops, my nigga. Mm-hmm. If I ain't in, the, I don't even know the songs they playing. I'm just getting high. I'm chilling, and I respect young rap niggas. Mm-hmm. And I just play my part. I respect every generation. Every generation should respect every generation. Yeah. And then you could get to look and say, okay, old head is doing this because there's an old head nigga. I know a 60 year old nigga right now that'll blow your fucking brains out. Yeah, exactly. You do I told niggas about that shit the other day. Six Spanish niggas to smoke your cleats. 60, you'll <laughs> blow your fucking brains out. So, whatever happened to that with that fight with Benzino and the Made Men? That was crazy, my nigga. Yeah. Let me tell you something. They could make a movie probably off that fight alone. We was chilling. Back, back, back room, back dressing room or something. I remember somebody came in saying they was them niggas was deep too. They was big ass niggas too. Yeah, Benzino, shout out to Benzino too. That's still my man and the rest of the main men. Shout out to whole Bean Town. Always show us love. Mm-hmm. We was on tour and I just remember like yo, they said the main men. It was the second day. First day was kind of tension in the air. I've kind of felt it. I didn't know what it was over though. Like you know what I mean? It was kind of the second day, and it was like yo. Something happened, I'm not really exactly sure, but something happened between, well, they thought happened between X and somebody's sister or some some shit, some crazy shit. And they was like, if they see X, they was fucking up anybody Rough Rider. And we had did the song with Made Men, so I'm like, wait a minute, what they mean by that? Like, mm-hmm. hold up. Like, yeah. so, I'm like, nah. And I remember Sheik telling me, yo, P, chill the fuck out, sit your ass down, like, in here. Nah, like, nah, Luch, I'm gonna go check what to see what this shit's about. So I remember it was me, Kiss, my man Wood, um, Busy, couple other dudes, my man Trader Chef, my man Unk, a couple of us. We went out, 
my man Rockstar. So we was talking, and and if I don't know if you ever been like to a backstage in like a, a arena, and I don't know if we was in Boston arena, but we was in some kind of big arena. Mm-hmm. Like you know when you backstage, it's like hallway width. Like you know what I'm saying. Actually, the width was kind of like what we in right now, from there to I want to say around what is that around twelve feet, ten feet. Yeah, probably ten feet, twelve, 12 feet, feet width. So it's mad at them niggas. They big. They got big levers. They crazy. And I'm like, I'm looking. I'm like, what's up? Like we, like we, me, and, we got a good relationship. Like yeah. you know what I'm saying? Me and Benzino. Was it him? Two of his mans was looking like two of them had the ice grill of the <laughs> decade. Like I mean, the fucking decade, dog. I'm like, yo, damn. Like this nigga's ice grill was so intense. Yeah. I was like, yo, dog, what's up? Like, yo, I'm talking to this nigga. Like, we trying to resolve it and, and this and yeah. that. Ice Grill was too intense. So all I remember, I I distinctly remember a ketchup bottle flying. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, a ketchup bottle flying. And then I remember them, um, shout out to my man Rockstar. He's like one of the smartest, brightest, entertaining, good, bright dudes. He had no business in the middle where he was. One of them teed off on him. He teed off back, and then they just jumped. Like, we was just, mm-hmm. we was to blows. Like, you know what I'm saying? They kind of outweighed us by a lot. There was so many of them niggas. Yeah. And I just remember my snot box. Like, I remember somebody hit me in my snot box. Mm-hmm. And my snot box, like, I remember blood gushing out my shit. Mm-hmm. And my eyes tearing, and I just grabbed somebody. And um, that particular time, it was hawks in the building. Like, you know what I mean? It was just hawks in the building. Hawks in the building. Hawks in the building on our side. Yeah. On our side. Uh-huh. So the hawks just start coming out. Like, you know what I'm saying? I remember, like, a hawking going on. And then another <laughs> hawking going on. Then another hawking going on. And that kind of, like, put a space between us. Yeah. Like a Cause light. that gap. A light, light closure capture the thing. And then I just remember it being slow motion. Then I remember it re-jumping. I remember one of our... One of our homies, he coming from the back of them, like behind them. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because it slowed down. It was it was a hand fight, pounding, hawks out, pause, mm-hmm. splittage, few feet, regathering it on their side, regathering it on our side. Then our homie coming out the background, like, you know what I'm saying? Behind them. Or some crazy savior Indian... Navajo <laughs> warrior. Ah! Then everybody was like, ah! Yeah. LOXD block! Ah! Yeah. Then we just started going crazy. Like, you know what I'm saying? There was more Hawkins. Uh-huh. And then then I, 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 know, I know how official main man was and Benzino and them was. Police was like, and and police was like, damn, I wish I would have killed them motherfuckers. Or more. Like, and I was like, oh, shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then I just remember... That was like a real uh, a combat fight, and I, I I appreciate the love Bean Town give us. So Mayman and and, 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 and um, us still come there. Mayman and, and Benzino held it down. Yeah, that was a nice that was a nice one. Mm-hmm. That was actually like if I ever said if we ever do a LOX movie or like like they did that that has to be in a movie because it was yeah. like I remember my snot my snot box bleeding, and I remember like looking looking behind me and seeing like sheep come like running. 
out of nowhere, cleaning niggas like woof. <laughs> One shot hitting Quentin niggas yeah. like woof, woof. Like Luce saved my ass on man. Me and Kiss fight a lot. Like we be in the fights a lot, uh-huh. and then Luce be saving our ass a couple. Yeah. Here and there, you know, look like losers, the big man, quiet dude, uh-huh. who not really be saying much. Like, you know what I mean? Minding his business the most, but he be saving my yeah. ass on many occasions. Like, when I hit you, I hit you, um, I think it was like two months ago. I hit you, I was like, yo, Styles, man, I need you to come on tax season. And you was like, yo, tax, my daughter just passed. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. Oh, shit. Like, yeah. I didn't even know really how to respond. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, me neither. I was like, me neither. I'm I ain't right. know what the fuck. Like, I was like, when I said when he responded, I read this shit so many times. I was like, because I was like, how do you respond to that? You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. As a parent, and I'm still trying to learn how to respond every day. How did that? Every how day. did that affect you? Like immediately? When I mean, it happened? every day. I mean, it's the same effect to this day. To this day. I mean, yeah. you um. You know, which I, I I've experienced a lot of loss for when it comes to death. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of a lot of homies of mine's been been you know even some of my closest friends been clapped and I've lost violently. Um, I lost my little brother when I first started the game to a car accident. Mm-hmm. I lost my pops a few years to a heart condition. Um, I you get used to kind of loss, but when you lose your child, like you know what I'm saying, it's a whole different. That's a whole different. It's unexplainable, like you know what I'm saying. And and, and my child ha- happened to take a life, like you know what I mean. So which which is a whole another different beast. But it kind of puts you in a place of um, leaning on God a little more than you used to, depending on more than you used to. It kind of leads you to understanding why my my life, my family's life, has been leading me to the path I've been kind of you know headed to towards anyway. Mm-hmm. And just uh, uh, it gives you a different. My 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 look on life is probably different than than anybody who, except the other people who's lost their children. Like you know what I'm saying. I look at life probably different, mostly than everybody. Yeah, that I know that shit causes you to wake up. Gotta like, be a crazy feeling. To, you yeah. know what I mean? Like to lose anyone's anything, but when you lose your child, because your, your children are supposed to bury you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Especially when you're when you're. My my daughter Ty was beautiful, mm-hmm. uh, a golden a golden soul, a golden spirit. You mm-hmm. know what I mean. Um, I didn't biologically make her, but I'm a father. I raised her. Mm-hmm. I raised her whole life. Like you know what I'm saying. So um, yeah. it it brought me to another place on learning learning to be thankful to God to the time you do get with people, yeah. and the time you do get to spend with them, and in every moment, it's taught me to be thankful for the the good times, the bad times, hard times. Um, told me to look at life even more different than I already was looking at it, which I look at different from other people. Like, you know, the average person, what means a lot to them, realistically kind of don't mean shit to me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I was already before even, you know, I I was a person who, never, like, a lot of things don't move me, like what moves the average person. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I like good weed. I love my family. I love my homies. I love my music. I love sneakers. Mm-hmm. Other than that, it's hard to really move me with, with too much. I don't care about your cars. I don't care about your watches. I don't care about your homes. I don't care about your islands. I don't. I'm a, I'm more of a man of love, like you know what I'm saying, and family. Mm-hmm. But when that happened, it even taught me. It brought me to another place to say, you know, you ain't promised tomorrow, dog. I ain't even promised the next five minutes. I could walk out of doing tax tax season. 
Walk mm-hmm. out the door and get killed. Like, you know what I'm saying? Walk out the door, get murdered. Walk out the door, car hit me. Walk out the door, lightning hit me. Walk out the door, maybe a tsunami hits New York. I, I don't fucking know. Like, you know what I'm saying? Maybe down 11. So all, I, all what, it, what it has told me is to live every day as real as I could be. Mm-hmm. Being as the, the realest person I could be, the humblest I could be, the sincerest I could be, the most appreciative I could be. Try to live in the now, the moment. And you know, try to um, not be judgmental of, of people, myself so much, other people so much. Um, everybody has their path, their life. It just taught me to live a little more. And um, you know, I kind of always looked at this life before this, before this even happened to my child. I always looked at this life as a test run. Mm-hmm. I always taken it as like try to be honorable. And, and you ask what keeps the locks loyal and us loyal to each other and. Respect, I always look at, at this life as the test run. Like, you know, paradise is promised if you live this life correct or if you try your best. So, you know, some of us search for paradise on this life, me included too. Like, I, I want to live the best I possibly can on this plane. But I'm not really moved by what pretty much moves the next man or the average man because I kind of have more of an understanding that it's bigger than this. I probably was here many more times before. I was Styles P. Mm-hmm. Probably had a few lives before that. Um, if I don't get it right this lifetime, I probably have a few more lives after that. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I'm saying? I'm not a religious man. I'm a, I, I'm a, I'm a spiritual man. I don't knock none of my um, Muslim homies. I don't knock my mother. Devoted to Christianity, I just personally believe me and the Creator's relationship is kind of one on one. The dirt I do, I've done, will do. I feel the creator already knows I'm going to do it or was going to do it or whatever. And I got to pay for it anyway. So basically, you know, from from losing a child, I would say, or losing any family member, it gives you a, a more sense of, 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 of balance. And that um, life is death. Death is life. Mm-hmm. Just try to live it to your best. You know, try to live it to your best. All right. That was Styles P, Tax yes, Season. Episode 24. Let's you ain't even talk about my album, though, my nigga. Wise Guy and Wise Guy. In stores now. iTunes, Spotify, you know we all the shit. I got, I got all this. Don't even worry about this. I had all these questions <laughs> sitting there for Styles about the album because I done listened to the album four times Wise Guy and the Wise days. Guy. Um, I want to say to y'all, y'all young folks, all y'all young heads, I don't care where you're from, South New York, yeah. Cali, other places, hip-hop ain't popping. It's your thing. It's your thing. It's your time. What made you just put that album out out of nowhere? Like, well, they leaked my shit. Word? They leaked my shit, but the power of independence gives me the power to do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. So I say, you know what? Instead of I ain't signing nobody, I'm signing myself. Yeah. Do what I want to do, how I want to do it. So let me put it out now since they already leaked it. Word, because I woke up. I seen some nigga tweet some shit like Styles just dropped a new album, and I ain't even pay no attention to it. And I just kept flowing. Yeah. And then nah, later they, on that they, day, they six hours shit. later, some nigga was like, nah, Styles' album kind of good. I'm like, wait the fuck up. Did Styles <laughs> really drop an album? <laughs> yeah, nah, they leaked my shit. I, I was I was intending to drop it on October 9th, mm-hmm. but they leaked the joint. So I, um, I was still going to keep it on October 9th. Then I thought about it and said, fuck it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I used to be a big master of fuck it, but in a bad way. So I just try to do the fuck it in the good ways now. Yeah. yeah fuck it. Let the people get it. They wise guy and a wise guy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What does that mean? What you think it means? 
Oh, I, I think I know exactly <laughs> what it means, actually. I think I think wise guy and a wise guy means basically you're a wise guy in one aspect, mm-hmm. but you're also mm-hmm. a wise guy in the other aspect. <laughs> That's exactly what it means. Now, if y'all don't know what that <laughs> means, I could break that down, too. Yeah. It, it, it just basically means, you know, I'm a, I could be a wise guy in a negative or a wise guy in a positive. I think wise guy and wise guy for me to be in all honesty, like I could tell you 20 years ago, I was a gangster and a gentleman mm-hmm. to this day, which I still am. I live by that code. But for me to present myself as a 40-year-old, 40, 40, going on 41 in November, fall of a um, 17-year-old, going to be 18-year-old, Mm-hmm. It's hard for me to present myself to you as a gangster. You know what I'm saying? It's a different era. But I could tell you I'm a wise guy. So those who get it, those who really live the life of a gangster, can understand what that means. In both sense, I become wise and I become wise. Exactly. And there's really no way to be full-fledged gangster at 41. Mm-mm. It's just not. You're not supposed to be. Got to chill at some point. <laughs> you're supposed to. Some you're point. supposed to have a balance. But what I found is what I what I found out. As I was younger, and, and we always know this because this is why as a young G, if you notice when you're a young G, not just any young G, when you're a young, wild G, like when you're somebody, this don't go for all of y'all because all of us ain't built like this. I'm talking mm-hmm. about those, I'm talking to the initiated right now. I'm talking to the, you know what I mean when I say that. Mm-hmm. I'm talking to the initiated. When you when you come to that that point of being initiated and willing to go beyond what the average person is going beyond or willing to go, there's only one type of person you really fo- follow and listen to, and that's someone that who's been through that with experience. Exactly. Like, you know what I'm saying? I think that's what we miss nowadays. It's like, so I, I say to all you up-and-coming gangsters, gentlemen, thugs, because you're supposed to go from a thug to a gangster to a mobster to a wise guy to retired. Mm. That's, that's the process. That's the process right there. It's nothing wrong with wanting to nerd up. Like, you know what I'm saying? I want to say it's me, Styles P. I've been telling niggas for years I don't want I nothing want to y'all do with niggas the streets. I, I wish, I don't have a lot of regrets. The streets been disrespecting me. I don't have a lot of regrets. I won't say I regret the things that happened. Mm-hmm. I regret the pain that I've caused some people for some of the things that happened. Because the things that's ha- happened made me who I am today. Can't deny that. But I do regret causing people pain. So it's better to kind of nerd up, be smart, say fuck the streets at an early age. Like it don't it don't fuck with your it don't fuck with your ego, it don't fuck with your pride, it don't fuck with your gangster. Mm-hmm. It, it, if you got a good knuckle game, you got a good knuckle game. If you it, if you got a good Pokemon game, you got a good Pokemon <laughs> game. If you got a good bang em, bang em, bang em out game, you got a good that game. Yeah. But the best game is to kind of use your brain. And that, and that's the best art of war at all times is to use your brain and avoid bloodshed, avoid sweat, avoid tears. One last question. Of course. Did you ever, were you the one that wrote the Leah Bar? Rock the boat, Hell rock the yo. boat, another dead bitch in the Rockaway coat. I'm tired of defending that. I actually didn't. Like, mm-hmm. I think, I think like, a lot of people say that I, I've said that over my years. I, I heard, think it's, you, you told me this a couple weeks ago, and I'm going to say that I believe him because... Cause I remember when the when the, when the shit came out, it was on Napster. This when Napster was popping, and it wasn't you couldn't find it. What freestyle? You couldn't find it. Like it was very hard to find. 
So like when he when he told me that he didn't he didn't rap it, he didn't write it, and I was like, damn, Styles might be telling the truth because that fucking record was so Ain't hard no to Mike. fucking Ghost find. Tell you the yo. truth with his bars. Mm-hmm. If I said some ignorant shit, if I would have said it, I would have apologized for it and mm-hmm. said I'm sorry. My son was probably like not even joking around, not even being funny. My son was probably made off one in a million. Mm-hmm. Or, or brown sugar. Or there goes my lady D'Angelo. Somewhere around that thing, mm-hmm. he was most likely made. And I, I had met Aaliyah and we was cool. And my brother had passed before that beef happened. So I, I had more of a respect for the dead than the average person did. Mm-hmm. And I stand by what I say. I said mm-hmm. plain, I said more fucked up things than that, actually, in my time mm-hmm. that nobody actually brings up. And I'm not going to say that. <laughs> I said that I'm cool with it. But I said more fucked up things than that, yeah. which I stand by and say, yeah, I said it. Like, it's if so I say something, bars I meant to bring if up I say this. something, I'll say I'm sorry. And I don't mind saying I'm wrong for something. But the person who actually made the freestyle and did it said they did it on Twitter one day. Like, I just never really felt like defending myself because I was like, if you're a real Ghost fan, no freestyle I ever done has been hidden. Mm-hmm. No shot I have ever taken at any MC, Rockefeller, G Unit, mm-hmm. Sneak Dissing, any Take MC. one at the night and one in the noon I've and one never, right around the time when you watch cartoons. I never, I never try to hide <laughs> it. I never try to hide a, a, a disc bar. So me making a sneak, a Leah disc, is kind of not on my alley. I just got t- kind of tired of defending it. So I was like, fuck it. Like, I just be the bad guy. Let him just keep calling it. Like, Aaliyah fans every year, every birthday of Aaliyah, every um, memorial of a passing day. Every all kind of Aaliyah shit. I get mm-hmm. mad, mad, mad Aaliyah fan disses. Yeah. yeah, they be they be so going. So let's clear that up. I don't even mind though. Like Styles you know what P I mean? Did not say that about if Aaliyah. You get to the root of it. That's on you. Like you know what I mean? He if didn't was, say that. Aaliyah fan Styles P did not say that, and it's over. Love Styles P episode twenty four. Yeah, tax season. This episode of Tax Season featuring Tax Stone is produced by Jonathan Mena, executive produced by Chris Morrow, and engineered by none other than Samir Karam.